61st, 61st Psalm and read those first four verses of Psalm 61. We're going to close it out here in just a few minutes with giving us an opportunity to pray, receive from the Lord what he has today. We've got two that is going to be baptized in a, just a little while. We thank God for that. And there may be more in Psalm 61. The Bible says, Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings, Selah. I want to preach to you for the next few minutes a simple thought, just title it this. Take me there. Say it with me. Take me there. Turn and look at your neighbor and say, take me there. Can you pray with me? Dear Lord Jesus, we come to you today. We just want to say thank you for this opportunity to assemble in this place with our friends, but most of all with you. And God, today we turn our thoughts toward your word. We turn our heart toward you right now. We pray, O oh Lord, that you would minister to your people what they need to receive at this time in their life. I pray, O oh God, that I can be that instrument for your glory to bring this word. And I pray that you would help us to have an ear to hear what you would say to the church today. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you as you're seated. This beautiful psalm is written by David, the beloved, the beloved shepherd, warrior, king. I think everybody in this room is probably familiar with David from Scripture. This psalm is directed to the chief musician. This psalm is a prayer to the Lord. Some study Bibles, and some of you may have a study Bible in your lap, some study Bibles give this psalm a heading, they, some would call it a prayer of protection, a prayer of a troubled heart, confidence in God's protection, security in God. These are all just different headings of this psalm. But whatever the heading, you can't escape the meaning. You can't escape the start point. When he just simply says, hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. There's three things in these next few moments I want you to focus on. And they're in Psalm 61 in verse 2. But these three things in number one, from the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. The psalmist gives us that statement. He says, hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. From the end of the earth? Where is that? Has anybody ever been to the end of the earth? Five years ago this time, Bonnie and I had the privilege to go over to the Philippines. And I think some of you may have been to the Philippines. The Philippines is literally on the other side of the world. And we had the privilege to go to the Philippines. We've also been to India. And then Pastor Todd has taken a couple of us, or a couple of trips of several of us to, to Israel. But whether it's the Philippines or India or, or Israel, I've never been to the end of the earth. 
I don't know where the end of the earth is at. I don't know if there is a geographical pinpointed location that's called the end of the earth. So what's he saying here? When he says from the end of the earth, you know what it is? It denotes extreme. It's a hyperbolic expression. This is hyperbole at its best. And what he is denoting when he says from the end of the earth, he's simply saying I'm further away than I want to be. I'm too far to get back. There is some places that it just seems so extreme that there is no adequate description to, to, to define how extreme it really is. And he's crying out from his heart. He says from the end of the earth. God was establishing his people. God had Moses to bring them out of Egypt, to bring them to the promised land. And when God met with Moses at Sinai, he established his covenant. And he gave Moses the covenant agreement to establish his people. And in Deuteronomy, as the covenant is being reiterated, and Moses is going back over it again for the second time, God is telling his people. He said in Deuteronomy chapter 4, If you keep my word... I will keep blessing you. If you walk with me, I will keep providing for you. But God knew his people. God knew humanity. And God knew that people, humanity, you and me that are sitting in this room this morning, he knew that we have the proclivity of waywardness. We have the tendency toward forgetfulness. And so as a result of that, God, knowing how we are, knowing that we could go wayward or be forgetful. You know what God did? God wrote a mercy clause into his covenant. God wrote a mercy clause into the law. And God said, I know how people are. And the time will come when you may get comfortable, when you may be forgetful. You may turn away from me. You'll end up in a place of reaping what you've sown. And when you find yourself scattered, smattered, and helpless, or in other words, you find yourself in over your head in what you got yourself into, God said this in Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 29. God says, but if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him if you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. God says, if you get off to where you've forgotten me and you're so far removed you can't even define where you are and you cry to me from the end of the earth, you may have gotten yourself into it, but if from there, you will cry to me. You will find me. You will hear from me. It's your own doing, God said. It's your own decision. It's your own poor choices. But if from there, you will seek the Lord, you will find him. David said in that psalm, he says, From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. I want to tell somebody something this morning. I feel God put this simple message in my heart for a reason. And if you're listening slow, I'm preaching fast. You may miss it. You, I want you to understand this. You don't need to hold back your cry. There's somebody in this room today that may feel like you're too far removed from a holy God. But don't hold back the cry. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. Barnabas Barnabas was a blind beggar. The Bible defined him. The Bible gave a specific description. He was blind, he was the son of Timaeus, and he was a beggar. 
But Barnabas was given an opportunity. Barnabas had purposed in his heart that I have a chance and I'm going to jump on it. In Mark chapter 10 and verse 46, the Bible says this, talking of Jesus, they came to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace, but he cried the more a great deal, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And when he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus, Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt that thou that I should do unto thee? And the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. I want to just simply leave this with you on this first point. Don't hold back your cry. The psalmist said, From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. That cry changed the future of a blind man on a Jericho highway. I know that he's coming my way and I refuse to be quiet. Jesus, have mercy on me. I, I believe everything I'm telling you this morning. I believe everything that I'm saying to you, and I believe with everything within my heart that if you would just cry out to the Lord, God's help is right there as close as your cry. The second part of that psalm, Psalm 61, verse 2, when my heart is overwhelmed, when my heart is overwhelmed, he said, from the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. Literally, simply meaning the covering of my heart. Sadness, darkness, heaviness covered. My soul is enveloped in the darkness. The Psalms is telling us that when my heart is overwhelmed, it's saying I'm in a weak place, a vulnerable place. I am the prey that the enemy is moving in on when my heart is overwhelmed. There's some in this room today that the best thing you can do for yourself is to be honest. Some of you came into this room today with an emotional heaviness hanging over you. Some of you came into this room this morning weighted down emotionally and spiritually. Be honest with yourself. The psalmist said, from the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. There was a lady in the Bible. She had no social life, nor did she have the hope of having a social life. She had a chronic problem. The Bible just simply labeled it an issue of blood. In Luke chapter 8, verse 43, this picture that they'll show is one of my favorite pictures in the world. This, this picture is actually hanging in a, in a church by the Sea of Galilee that displays this, this story. In Luke chapter 8, verse 43, a woman having an issue of blood 12 years, which has spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him, talking of Jesus, and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her issue of blood stanched. And Jesus said, Who touched me? 
when all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude throng thee and press thee. Sayest thou who touched me? And Jesus said, Somebody hath touched me, for I perceive that virtue has gone out of me. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared unto him all the... All declared before him and all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. When a heart is overwhelmed, when I have been 12 years in this condition and I can't do any better than what I've done, if I can just get to him, if I can just touch the tassel of his shawl, he doesn't have to touch me in return. He doesn't have to do anything to me. He doesn't have to speak to me or acknowledge me. If I can just touch one part of his garment, if I can just get in the presence of the Lord, be honest, and she was honest. I've tried everything that I can think of. I've tried all my options. And I want to remind somebody in this room today that some situations, some positions, some emotional and spiritual locations will not change until your source of help changes. Because some of you, as the song says, are looking for love in all the wrong places. You're looking for answers where answers cannot be found. But be honest, I'm overwhelmed. And if I can just get to the bottom of his garment, I know things will change in my life. When my heart is overwhelmed. And the third and final point, and I'm sorry to disappoint y'all, but I'm almost done. Sorry. If y'all came for a long message, come back next Sunday. I'll preach an hour to make up for today. <laughs> when my heart is overwhelmed, from the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. That expression, lead me, you know what that means? That means I need help. You know what our biggest problem is? My biggest problem, I don't know about y'all, but I'm pretty sure I'm in a company of people that's kind of like me. We're just independent. We're going to be dying and be saying, I'm all right. We're independent. We feel like we can do it all by ourselves. But I want you to know that we've got some real help that is available from the Lord if we would just get to where our help comes from. And when lead me, lead me just simply says, help me. Lead me just simply says, take my hand, precious Lord. Help me. Take me there. Lead me to that rock that is higher than I. Not only does it indicate that I need help, lead me, but it also indicates that I know where I need to go. Are you with me right now? Lead me to that rock that is higher than I. I know where I need to go. There's a story in Scripture. Jesus tells it as a parable. And he said in Luke chapter 15, verse 11, a certain man had two sons. The younger of his two sons said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth, falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living, and not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went 
and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. He was so hungry he would have shared the food with the hogs. But nobody even offered to give him hog food. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough in despair, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and I'm no more worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father, and I love this. Y'all look at these words. And he rose and came to his father, but when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring hither the fatty calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to be merry. The story is a story of restoration. But the words of the Father state the reality of the restoration. That last verse, look at it one more time, verse 24. For the Father made this statement, For my son was dead and is alive. My son was lost and is found. Was to is from was to is, he was lost, but he's found. He was dead, but is alive. The Chandlers finished up while he goes singing that song. He's not the great I was, he's the great I am. And because we know the great I am, our own life can go from was to is. I was lost, but now I'm found. I was dead, but now I'm alive. I was sick, but now I'm healed. I was wayward, but now I have direction in my life. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. The rock, it's higher it's elevated. It's above all the junk below. And we got to be honest, there's a lot of junk that surrounds us in this life that we're part of. That rock is elevated. It's high above all the junk. That rock is secure. There's divine stability. That rock is God himself. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And you go on into that next song, Psalm 62. David picks it up, and he says, Truly my soul waiteth upon God. From him cometh my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. You do a search of it through Scripture, and you're going to find that the rock followed them in the wilderness. The rock was their source of water in the wilderness. You're going to also find in Daniel that Jesus' kingdom is that stone that was hewn from a mountain without any man's hand. 
that is ever-increasing kingdom and a never-defeated kingdom, the kingdom of the rock. In Matthew chapter 16, Jesus made the statement that upon this rock I will build my church. The kingdom is likened to a rock. The church is built on the rock. And as that old hymn states, on Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. Moses saw God's glory from the cleft of the rock. And the Old Testament believers likened their Lord as the rock, and they said he is incomparable. In Deuteronomy 32, 31, but their rock is not as our rock. And even our enemies themselves being judges, or in other words, our rock cannot be compared to any others, and our enemies themselves know it. The psalmist said, when he saved me, he placed me upon the rock. In Psalm 40 and 1, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me, and he heard my cry. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of a miry clay, and he set my feet upon a rock and established my goings, and hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it in fear and shall trust in the Lord. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Take me there. Somebody say, take me there. Take me there. Anna Golden wrote this song. Our praise team sings it and is just about to sing it now. And it says, take me to the place where your peace and your love overflows where my heart is set free from all shame and guilt and chains are undone. Take me there. Take me to the place where your peace and your love overflows, where my heart is set free from all shame and guilt, where chains are undone. Take me there. Because I want to know what it feels like when heaven touches earth and I'm caught in between. I want to know what it feels like for the glory of the Lord to fall upon me. Take me there. Would you just bow your heads? And let's turn our thoughts to the Lord right now. Come on. And as they sing it, while you stay in this condition, this place, would you just go ahead and stand with me? The Spirit of God wants to do something in somebody's lives today. The Spirit of God wants to do something in somebody's heart today. God wants to bring about deliverance. It's not just words to a song. It's not just that. Take me to the place where your peace and your love Shame and guilt chains are 
begin moving and let's pray take me to the place where your angels never cease to cry holy where the elders bow down and cast all their crowns down at your feet take me there I want to 